Every little thing you think that you need. Every little thing you think that you need. Every little thing that's just feeding your greed. Oh, I bet that you'd be fine without it. Each week now, we've been doing a bonus overtime episode of the Minimalists podcast. It shows up in your podcast feed, so if you listen on Apple Podcasts or Overcast or Google Play or whatever, you just get a separate feed. So you get the Minimalists podcast, but then in addition to that, you get the Minimalists private podcast straight from Patreon if you are a Patreon supporter. And so right now, Sean, if you can fade out somehow, he, he will on the audio and then we'll, uh, we'll go to this private podcast and we'll be back to the regularly scheduled program in a moment. We'll answer a few questions here. Howdy, what's your name? Thank you, guys. Uh, my name is Javier. Uh, born in Colombia, madly in love in Canada since 2001. So thank you so much for coming and sharing your story. Yeah, thank you for thank being you, here. Man, man. So I was one of those dragged by my wife to watch your documentary, and I'm grateful for that. Um, the reality is that what I do is I help people and organizations understand the future of work. And the message that you bring in terms of understanding how to live with less and live a meaningful life really resonated with me. And it's because work is central to what we do and who we are. But the world basically is changing so fast that the very definition of work is changing. And what I'm trying basically is to get more messages out there. And I really would like to get your take on it. How do we help people to get comfortable in a future where work might not exist, where we need to find purpose beyond what work is today for us? Yeah, I think, I think there are a lot of ideas floating out there right now. One of the problems you're talking about, the terminus of it, is AI, right? Artificial intelligence. And getting to a world where essentially, I mean, in this sort of utopian or dystopian, depending on how you look at it, future the robots have taken all the jobs, but in a good way. They do all the tasks, they do all the food production, and we have essentially unlimited resources. It's the, it's, we are already faced with a similar problem right now. We have functionally unlimited choices. I mean, if you ever walk into a Walmart, it's one of the most overwhelming experiences, or a shopping mall, because there's so much choice. It's called the paradox of choice, right? In fact, in selling, what you realize is that what you're trying to do is actually limit people down and give them only three choices because it's going to help them be better informed and then, and then make a, a decision as opposed to being overwhelmed and sort of walking out of your store or something. And, and so we're going to face that, but in a much more sort of existential crisis way. Here's the thing, though. I think we're already facing that now. Many people find a nominal amount of meaning in their sort of status quo, nine to five. There's nothing wrong with having a job. I think we all have to pay the bills. And so if you don't find purpose or joy or passion from what you do to pay the bills, totally understand that. But you're going to have to find it somewhere else, right? What you're talking about is this future where you're not going to have to have a job because there's a... Uh, unlimited resources and maybe minimum basic income is, is a thing, uh, or maybe it's just you know some other uh, dystopian thing. Which you know there are several uh, trillionaires that that run everything in the world, and then we are all uh, functionally useless. Um, but here's the thing: uh, I, I think that 
we're going to have to find work, however you want to call it. I mean, you can call it work, you can call it uh, creativity, you can call it hobbies even. Uh, you're going to have to find work that fulfills us that artificial intelligence isn't, isn't capable of. Yeah, I think it's gonna, we're a really, really, really long time and probably never will we experience artificial intelligence that will be better at stand-up comedy than <laughs> Louis C.K. or, uh, yeah, Louis C.K. Or, or, or someone like that. George Carlin stands out to me. Um, and so finding something that you can do better than just about anyone else. And then one other thing I'll talk about is skill stacking real quick. Um, uh, Scott Adams talks about this, um, how quite often uh, you're not going to be the best in the world at one thing. There's only one Michael Jordan, right? Um, or in my case, John Stockton. Um, NBA references will not, they will fall flat on the Calgary cloud, crowd. <laughs> Michael who? Especially the tennis shoe guy? <laughs> who aren't our age like they wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, it's very upsetting that people know who John Stockton is. Maybe the person from Spokane does. There we go. Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyway, um, uh, uh, you're not going to be the best basketball player in the world, right? But if you have something called skill stacking, you can be in the top 20% of basketball players. Uh, by the way, if you're in the top 20% of basketball players, you're probably you're not going to be in the NBA. Top 1% of 1% are in the NBA. But you can be in the top 20% of one thing. So uh, Scott Adams, he, he creates the Dilbert cartoons. And the reason the Dilbert cartoon is so successful is he's not the best artist in the world. He figured out a way to become in the top 20%. And that's really because 80% of people suck at drawing. It's not like he's a great artist, right? But he is in the top 20%. And then he be, said, you know what? I'm not the best storyteller in the world, but if I could be in the top 20%, again, most people suck at telling stories. So if I'm just in the top 20%, I can stack that on top of my drawing. And I need to learn more about business. Most people aren't, aren't very good at business. And so if I can be in the top 20% of business and I'm top 20% of drawlers, uh, cartoonists, and I'm in the top 20% of storytellers, I've got something special here. So if you can be the top 20% of three or four different things, you stack those skills, other people aren't gonna replicate it and you are gonna shine. Thank you. I think we got one more. Yeah, uh, my name's Colin, I'm from Calgary. Hey Cal uh, Colin, Colin, Calgary. <laughs> Did you call him Callan? Calgary? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not patronizing you, I swear. I get it all the Speaking time. Speaking of patrons, good. thank you so much to all the patrons who are listening to this right now. <laughs> You're making it possible to support our podcast and film studio. Go ahead, Kellen. Sure. So you, you talk a lot about adding value. Uh, I just wanted to delve into that a little bit further. Uh, specifically, what does adding value mean to you? Would you have a, a specific formula for that? And, and how do you get out of a trap of assigning value to everything? And when you're at those last three, four objects, how do you prioritize what's valuable to you? Yes, yeah, so, so when I say, uh, does an object add value, I mean, does it serve a purpose or does it bring me joy? I mean, that, that, that's really it. That's what adding value is. Uh, in, in terms of, uh, uh, we can pretend that, we, there's something called imaginary value though, and we go through our values. Like, the thing that we, we get stuck on is we pretend everything is valuable. You know, I love, we, we say like, uh, to my partner, Rebecca, I'll say, I love you. But then I'll slip up and say, I love burritos. Mmm, 
burritos. And I feel like we need like, like 20 different words to describe love, but, but the truth is that uh, I'm assigning it the same status in a weird way. And so um, we need to be clear on what our, our different types of values are. Ryan and I did a whole podcast episode on values, episode 69, and you, you can go back and listen to that. There's four different types of values. And, and I think many of the things we pretend are valuable are actually imaginary values. And we just have to be honest with ourselves. Yeah, um, it's very easy to get caught up in uh, the toys you hang on that your kids played with or, you know, the thing that your, the letter your grandma wrote you uh, or, you know, something like that. Um, we were uh, at, at a tour stop, uh, again, forget, they all run together, forget which city it was, but... It was Regina. <laughs> <laughs> we totally did stop there in 2014. Yeah, we did. Um, but anyway, so uh, someone came up and they were like, you know, um, I've got all these toys that my kids played with in the basement. And, um, you know, it, it obviously bring her a little bit of joy. But there's obviously like this little bit of pain that she was expressing because she was like, you know, my kids don't really want them, but I hate to give them up. I feel guilty about, you know, getting rid of them and you know, kind of gave us this really long story. And I was like, well, what would happen if, you know, when you left this event tonight, you get a call from your neighbor and they're like, hey, man, I hate to tell you, but everything in your basement, it just spontaneously combusted. <laughs> everything else is fine, but like everything, it's, everything you had in your basement, it's gone. And how would you feel? And she was like, relieved. <laughs> and I think that is what will help those who, who are looking at something and they're like, yeah, you know, this ratty t-shirt from high school that I wore when I was a football player, you know, it kind of gives me joy. But if there's this other persisting feeling, this visceral feeling of something weighing you down, it, 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 is, it is a lot easier to look in the mirror and be honest with what is actually uh, adding value to our lives. Yes, indeed. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Every little thing you think that you need Every little thing you think that you need Every little thing that's just feeding your greed Oh, I bet that you'd be fine without it Every little thing that you gotta have Every little thing that you gotta have you gotta reach for and you gotta grab Oh, I bet that you'll be fine without it So tear your eyes away Or tear 